Welcome back to SCN Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin finding a place to write your next chapter. Hey, Raf, we are joined by Malcolm Crawford, who is a commentator for the Brisbane Capitals, and he is an NBL One North expert. Malcolm, do we have you on the line? Sure do, mate. I'm not sure about expert, but uh, I'll, I'll run with it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm, we were told, ask and fire any questions at you possible about the NBL1 because there is nothing that you do not know about the NBL1 North Division. So we're going to test that expertise right here, mate. No, no, just kidding. Hey, let's start with the Salties, a nice and easy yep. one. Um, obviously pretty exciting up in the Northern Territory what the Darwin Salties are doing. How are they going so far? I had heard they had a really good win over Rockhampton. Uh, tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, look, both teams got the W against Rocky. Really good game for the yep. Salties. <clears throat> um, really solid. The the real standouts um, in that one, so it were Jerron Jameson with 29-6 um, and one mm. steal in there as well, and Malawatch, 28-5-7. Um, really big. They were dead in that first quarter, but every quarter after that, they just, dominated um it, it was it yeah. was really good bounce back game um after after dropping that earlier one in the season to kansas was a really good bounce back game uh against a team that uh wasn't doing so bad uh the rockies but um yeah. yeah this one will uh definitely have them questioning some parts of their season but uh on the on the women's side um they are definitely balling out. They're 3-0 and now, so they're undefeated. Um, oh, wow. Tied at the top of the ladder. And Erin <clears throat> um, Bowman absolutely balled out with a, a, a triple-double on this one. 10, 11, and 10. Not the world's biggest triple-double, yep. but uh, trip-dubs are... Triple-double's a triple-double. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're really hard to get in three categories. Like, I, I know when I play, yeah. I find it hard to get triple singles. So, you know... Um, it's, it's really balling out for these guys, and they're one of the real great things is um, their points off the bench um, was huge in this one yep. for the Salties. They were able to get 18 points, whereas Rocky was only able to get one point from their bench. Um, that that sort of does that indicate the strong depth that the Salties have? Oh, definitely, and it's one of the things that's um, really standing out, even over the um, first three rounds, is the depth that some teams have. Um, for mm. example, the Capitals went away. Uh, they went on the North trip um, that the Salties will have uh, next week. Except, of course, for you guys, it's an East trip um, over <laughs> to Cairns and Townsville. And Cairns and Townsville on the women's draw only played uh, one player off their bench. So, mm. and we're seeing that a lot across the NBL One North, where teams are getting really desperate for these wins early and playing with a really short bench. And really trying to get, yeah. really trying to get these Ws and rack them up as soon as you can. Whereas you've got teams like um, Salties, Capitals, Wizards, and some of these other teams who are able to get these, get the, get these wins up, but still, you know, blood their bench and really get them on because that's going to pay big dividends down uh, down the line as we get close to the playoffs. Hey, Malcolm Raff here, mate. Oh, my question in regard to the basketball is, like, um, because your, your stadiums and all the basketball courts never change the size and and the distance like you would a football over when you play in the state, is it is it a really big thing when you're playing home games? Like, I, I don't understand how it can change so much. Is it, is it an advantage, obviously, playing at home, but 
um, when you've got the same dimensions in the court and, and the basketball, the height or the, the you know doesn't change. With footy ovals of different sizes or bigger or longer, or when you're playing the state, does how does it you get a home home ground advantage when you're playing basketball? Well, it, it definitely does. Um, but while the the court itself uh, will stay the same, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, there is definitely some technical differences, but it also comes down to um, crowd placement and things like that. For example, at the Capitals home games, um, at one end you've got a, uh, a brick wall at the court and at the other end you've got a glass wall where you can see through to the canteen. Um, yeah. At, at, um, at Cairns, for you guys next way, you've got two brick walls at the end, whereas at Townsville, um, they've got grandstands uh, all the way around the court and they actually put some of their junior boys with um, some drums and some all sorts of noise right, right at the uh, right behind the backboard, and yep. you know, they make a whole heap of noise and all sorts. And um, some stadiums, for example, will be air conditioned. Some stadiums will be um, the crowd will be right on top of you. I know when the uh, when you go and play the Wizards, um, the crowd's really close on one side, but a lot further away on the other. So it's it's just those subtle differences. Um, and the noise level and and things like that because when you're playing it's that home crowd advantage is huge because they can pick you back up when they get a the sense that your team is lifting and rising um but at the same time too you've got these professional players that are able to tune a lot of that out um but only to a certain extent um you know free throws are one of those things nothing changes except the pressure um but if you're on the road and travelling and all sorts of different things and you're walking into a stadium that's air-conditioned or not air-conditioned, um, all of those conditions uh, definitely play a part. And, uh, yeah, they, they can throw you off if you're not ready and not uh, um, just not prepared and not, not knowing what you're yeah, going yeah. into. Oh. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Hey, Malcolm... Are the women's team any chance of going all the way? So they've started the season very well. Is that something where they've just exceeded expectations and they'll probably drop off or they're expected to drop off? Or do you think there's a chance that they could genuinely be one of the teams to beat this season? Well, last week, uh, last time I was on, I talked about them being in that, um, in that sort of Tier 2, um, tier two yep. level. Now, if we look at the... If we, obviously, if we look at the... Um, at the leaderboard, it's still fairly early doors, and you guys having to buy this weekend um, makes it a, a little bit, a little bit trickier um, in in some senses. But if we look at the power rankings, uh, we've got the Wizards, uh, Brizzy Caps, Logan Thunder, and Darwin Salties are right there on fourth. Now the power rankings are taking um, uh, all sorts of things like uh, shot percentages. Um, mm excuse me, rebounds, you know, all, all the positive stuff and including some of the, you know, fouls and negatives and, and you effectively get a score from an aggregate of a game. Um, it's helpful at the start of the season to get a bit of a gauge on where things are and I would say um, with them being fourth, uh, fourth there and I'm second on the ladder, they are a real chance of, you know, ending in that top four sort of spot. But it, it's still yeah. early doors but I, and I certainly don't guarantee things, but I would say they're an incredibly hot chance of making the playoffs, and I, I'd be fairly comfortable in saying that they, they definitely could be in that top four, at least in that top four hunt, which that's where you want to be because yeah. that will then get you a home game when you get into the playoffs. 
Uh, Jaron Jamison is a player that you mentioned before, a bit of a star up in the territory. Where does he mm-hmm. sit among the top echelon of players in the competition? Uh, Jaron Jamison, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Jaron Jamison, um, he's actually, uh, according to his power rankings, he's actually sitting seventh in the league at the moment. So he's an absolute oh, yeah. baller and has been since he's been in the league. Um, and he is, uh, he's actually partnered back up with uh, Fakedi this year. And that's a really good sign for the Salties because last time those two were, were teamed up um, in Mackay, they came home with the championship. So Fakedi's yeah, wow. that um, defensive powerhouse. Um, and he actually, back in, back in, uh, in that Mackay grand final, uh, there was basically a Fakedi game where he got that assist. Uh, he basically forced the issue. Um, put his team on his back and said, let's go. Um, so him and Jaron Jameson power, teaming back up, I think, is a, a real power move for the Salty. And, yeah, he he's an absolute baller, can catch fire, and did that uh, against Rocky. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely rate him. Um, he's a straight-up baller. Uh, very good, mate. Last one from us. Uh, at the NBA playoffs, are they going as you expected so far? Uh, maybe in about a minute or so, give us a little bit of a wrap-up um, about how the NBA playoffs are going and, and where you think, if, what surprises there's been so far and, and how that's that's eventuating. Yep. Uh, look, NBA um, first round, there's always going to be some heartbreak. Um, almost yeah. every, as a Nets man, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's not looking good for the Nets. Unfortunately, nah. they're getting we'll get a little bit tailed. But yeah. it might be a gentleman's sweep with just one game. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, and we've had a couple of years since we've had a you know classic Draymond bonehead moment, which you know, right on cue. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Um, I think that's going to be the real interesting one to see how that shakes out. Um, the Lakers Grizzlies. One, that could be interesting as well, because obviously you've got your AD. Your, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you, you, is, is AD going to be able to play at that level? Uh, what's mm. Jarsan going to do? Uh, there, there's so many really solid questions there. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. I think Celtics in a really good position. Bucks, that's going to come down to Giannis. Yeah. But, yeah, look, it, it's hard to go past the Celtics. Um Bucks, if he can get healthy, and Bucks can still play well without Giannis, as they proved just the other day. So, yeah, look, going to be really interesting to see who comes through, and I think Nuggets are just going to sort out um, the the T-Wolves pretty quickly. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, I did say it was the last question, but I've got a bit of a personal selfish question that I need to ask. So I've got a long-running bet going on with a basketball friend of mine, and that mm-hmm. was that... Jarrett Allen, so as a Nets supporter, he was the you know former centre that was playing for Nets. I said one day he's going to go big and score 30 points in a game. Now, he's at Cleveland at the moment and hasn't really gone near it for a while. But if you look at his most his highest scoring games, he's got a couple of 26 games. He's got a 27. He's got two games where he scored 28, and he scored 29 once in a game. My bet is that he will score 30 points once in his career, before his career is done. A- am I safe here? Do you think it's going to happen, or, or, or is 29 the highest he's going to get? Uh... Look, no, that, that's the thing about the um, the NBA. They don't play anywhere near as much defense as they did, so score lines mm. are only going up for these players. Look, I'd, I'd pencil him in for... A, he's going to have a 35 game. Um, oh, that's great. He, that's he, great to hear. 
That's the extra carton you can put on that on that bet. Yeah. <laughs> I'd back you in with that one, no worries. I, I think he could easily get that. It's when you get into the 40s and 50s, that that might be a bridge too far. But 30, oh, yeah. definitely do, doable for a guy like Jared Allen. Very good, Malcolm. Thank you very much for your time again. It's always appreciated. You, you sold yourself short before. You said you weren't an expert, but let's face it, mate, we could talk for hours about the NBL1 and, and you could carry us the whole time. So thanks very much <laughs> thanks, for joining man. us. You have a great weekend. No worries. Thanks, boys. Cheers, Cheers. Hey, Raf, we are going to spice up the show a little bit very soon because we've got Carl Gunderson, who, as I said before, is a bit of an anti-football identity. He's done so much uh, for local footy up here and has played decent footy in the State League as well. So he will be joining you to talk about all things local sport. Uh, Willie May is expected to join us. Um, Tim Manor, that's an exciting guest. He's expected to join us as well when we talk about the Rugby League. We have got a lot of footy discussion points, and if you were interested in touching on it, we've got the big fight on Sunday uh, with uh, Javonta Davis and King Ryan Garcia. So it yeah. should be a very, very good weekend of sport. just having a quick look at the numbers, um, yep. the live streamers, and it just went up about 100 because you said <laughs> Carl Gunderson. So look there out. There you go. Looking forward to it. Hey, thanks very much, Raf. We do need to go to a break. This has been SEN Fridays in the top end. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin.